Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, We got the word a couple of hours ago as we kicked off the show that the L.A. County Registrar of Voters says there are not enough valid signatures to put the recall of George Gascon on the ballot. The numbers came out that about 520,000 signatures submitted were determined to be valid, but we needed 566,857. The rejection rate was about 27%. Of the 715,000 signatures submitted, most that were dumped, and it was several reasons, but the number one reason was the person was not registered to vote, period. Number- Followed by duplicate signature. Yep. So that, that was uh, that was 100. Then eventually signature matching, but that wasn't a big one on the list. No, that was less than 10,000. That, that's been the main complaint from the... Uh, from the recall organization is that they were right, using because they were confident that they were turning in registered voter signatures. They must have, they thought so. So right? there's a lot of mysteries, a lot of questions because they were supposed to have a vetting company to pick up not unregistered voters. They were supposed to have a company to pick up uh, duplicates uh, because you add duplicates and unregistered voters, you get to 130,000 and they throw out 195,000. So it's roughly two thirds of the of the uh, signatures thrown out were for those two reasons. Uh, we are now going to talk to John Lewin, L.A. County Deputy D.A., who's obviously been uh, very vocal against Gascon. We've had him on several times. John, how are you? Well, listen, this is uh, it's it's a tough day for sure. Um, it's really a tough day for the citizens of L.A. County because, unfortunately. 
L.A. has become an incredibly dangerous place. And with George Gascon, if he is going to be here for another two and a half years, roughly, uh, it's going to continue to be even more dangerous. So it's definitely disappointing. Uh, it was also it was interesting to see that uh, George Gascon off his Twitter feed said the following, grateful to move forward from this attempted political power grab, rest assured L.A. County, the work hasn't stopped. My primary focus has been and always will be keeping us safe and creating a more equitable justice system for all. So here's what's interesting. Uh, He's still going with the garbage that somehow this is, I guess, some right-wing power grab. I guess Donald Trump is behind it. Um, (laughs) It's absurd. We we all know that it's laughable. And in terms of keeping us safe, um, just so you know, last Friday, I found out about this today, I think it's Shaylin Joseph, one of the PDs that came over, uh, filed a couple of petitions and a couple of death penalty defendants, one of whom um, used cyanide to poison their neighbor and another woman who happened to drink uh, the bottle of liquor with the cyanide in it. Um, One died, one was uh, critically injured. Um, He got the death penalty in the unanimous Cal Supreme Court decision. Um, We've now decided to give him a life without the possibility of parole. Now, remember that that's just step one because they're also in Sacramento trying to get rid of life without the possibility of parole so that this guy someday can be eligible for elder parole or or maybe when he was young, his mom hit him or he got a bad grade in school, all the things that turn us into uh, murdering others with cyanide capsules. And then a second defendant, a gang member who was 22, who murdered two people, shot three others, he has also had his uh, sentence reduced. So that happened in the dark on Friday. We're just hearing about it today. So now what we are expecting is for George Gascon to really pick up the pace of not only bringing in all of the public defenders who will implement his programs, but also to start really retaliating. I think he already has, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 lawsuits. He settled one lawsuit immediately with Richard Doyle for over a million dollars. The the L.A. County taxpayers uh, took care of that. So I'm sure the retaliation is going to start, as you guys know. Uh, Wait, wait. uh, To talk about Doyle, he was he a uh, deputy D.A. and he and he sued and and won. Yeah. Richard Doyle was the head of our Compton branch on the first day that Gascon was in office. He was basically ordered to dismiss a case. This is that train case in Compton, and basically uh, uh, Rich refused to do it, and they ended up transferring him as a result. If you remember, that was the first day that Gascon was in office. He didn't meet with his deputies. He didn't meet with us, but he did meet with the family. Uh, And there were some good jail calls. If I remember, there was a call from one of those individuals. Uh, There were, I think, three of them that were in trouble on that train case. And uh, one of them was saying how... uh, you know, they're very tight with Gascon, the, their lawyer is, so things are going to work out. And it did. Uh, do, you, do you believe the numbers? Or do you think maybe this re- recall uh, organization botched the effort? Listen, I don't have any idea. I don't know anything more than you guys know. This is what I can tell you. The idea that you had more than half a million people in Los Angeles County, in a very liberal county, saying, we got to get rid of this guy. He's a danger. And that Gascon somehow 
points to the fact that apparently, according to the numbers, they might be 50,000 short. Um, that doesn't say much about who he is. It doesn't say much about his policies. And listen, here's the problem that he has, guys, and this has been true from day one. His policies do not work. They will increase violent crime, particularly in communities of color. They're the ones that are paying the freight for this. So in the end, his supporters, the ones who benefit, are some of the lawyers, his advisors, like Romano and Chemerinsky, who wrote these policies, who had who have clients that are directly benefiting from these policies. So the lawyers, the defendants, and their families. Look at the victims who are coming forward. Most of them are people of color who are just being absolutely what, all right, mistreated can, I, and ignored. I gotta, I gotta ask you this because this is the nagging question. I've had for years about this. We bring it, bring it up all the time, and there's never a real answer to it. And I, I don't expect you necessarily to have a real answer. But he, he, he constantly preaches this, you know, equity, racism, you know, uh, who he's fighting for. And clearly, it doesn't work. Clearly. It's not debatable. And clearly, the victims are minorities, right? They, they're, they're the ones yeah. getting shot and killed. We all know this. We see it. It's easily provable with the numbers. Uh, it's not a spin. It's not just a counter-argument or a talking point. It's the reality of it. Why does he, Guys, something, why does he continue well, some, pushing this that clearly... What, what is the racket here? What is the scam? What is the story we're not aware of? Well, it's approximately somewhere between 80 and 90% of our homicide victims in L.A. County. I believe, are people of color. And he knows that. Uh, he, he, he clearly knows. So listen, what you've got is, is you've got people like George Soros, who for whatever reason, and I don't really understand it because it doesn't work, but they are pushing this agenda. And I think George Gaston, you know, wants to have statues erected. Of, you know, he is the second coming. He calls himself, at, you know, points the you know, the first reform prosecutor, et cetera. I don't know whether he believes this stuff or not. But that's what um, I'm wondering. Do I, they really believe this? What is the ulterior motive here? What is the gain here when it's minority men mostly who are getting slaughtered? So, I I, you know, I, I mean, they, they, they get 50 shootings every weekend in Chicago. What's the point of this? Well, the, the, the point of it is that in the end, um, you've got individuals who don't care. Uh, what they care about are their talking points. They manipulate the data, et cetera. Oh, and, and by the way, i just add, now that, you know, George Gascone is not going to be recalled, it appears, watch the retaliations really speed up. I think I told you guys that um, I was the, after 27 years in the office with a stellar record, all of a sudden when I started criticizing George Gascone, I got a complaint from the Board of Equity. Now, they don't tell you who made the complaint or, or what it's about. So I still can't tell you. That complaint went away very quickly. This is Russia. Guess what I got, Guess what I got uh, August 3rd? I got another complaint from the Board of Equity, and I don't know who it's from. Oh, and also in my favorite, I think you guys were aware of this, we got word that they wanted to retaliate against myself by name, Michelle Hannessy and John McKinney, two other outspoken critics. John's running for DA and would be a phenomenal choice. Uh, an African-American prosecutor who grew up in New Jersey and is one of the premier trial lawyers in our office. But anyway, he wants to retaliate against the three of us. And we found out about it. And we sent a letter. And 
his lawyer literally, and I said this before, but people might have forgotten about this, and it's just so outrageous that I just want to repeat it again. He said in the, in the, in the letter we got back, uh, there are no active plans to dissolve or disband the major crimes division of the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. And, and it had not been previously considered. However, since you raised the issue and brought it to our attention, we will be sure to consider it in the regular and ongoing assessment of the office's operations. So I expect that, you know, he'll be coming for me and other people that have uh, been vocal in our opposition to these irresponsible. I think it's important to understand. It's not just that George Gascon has irresponsible policies. It's the corrupt way that he's implemented them. As an example, he appointed as the second in command of the office a grade two deputy, someone who contributed to his campaign yeah. who had no experience I, at I all. Know. Hey, we got to we got to we got to get to news here. We thank you for coming on with us again. No, no problem, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, people need to keep watching. This problem will not go away. We need to keep our eyes open. We need to be vigilant because crime and violent crime will continue to occur until we put a stop to it. All right, John Lewin, thank you very much for coming on again. Thanks, guys. L.A. County Deputy DA. John and Ken Show, KFI. Well, the world we live under, George Gascon is L.A. County DA. Looks like it's going to continue, barring some sort of challenge, which can change the results of this announcement that the recall is not going to happen. Uh, we learned over the weekend that they arrested a third person in the shooting death of the off-duty Monterey Park police officer who was killed in Downey. You may remember that story from just a week or so ago. Gardiel Sol Solario was shot to death when he was in his car. Looks like he was trying to escape an attempted robbery. They initially arrested two men, a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old, and now they've announced the arrest of a third person, an 18-year-old by the name of Geraldo uh, Magalenis from San Pedro. They're not saying exactly what his involvement was in the crime. Of course, the main suspect is 20-year-old Carlos Del Cid. And on that story, which brings us back to Gascon, you have to really ask yourself, is this the kind of of criminal justice reform that we want. Del Cid should have been behind bars from a prior criminal case. According to the LA County Sheriff's Department, LAPD arrested this guy on February 10th of this year for spousal assault, burglary, intimidating, tampering with a witness, false imprisonment, and assault. Due to a plea negotiation, probably led by the LA County DA's office, they dropped three of the five felony charges. On March 10th, Del Cid was sentenced to four years of formal probation, 180 days in county jail. He got a credit for 58 days served, but it looks like, for most reports we're seeing, he barely served a day. And he was done. Now, again, he wasn't formally sentenced until March 10th, so he had some time served in there for the crime which he was arrested for back oh, yeah, in Yeah, but he should have gotten years. He should have gotten years. A felony He supposedly attack. used a knife in this yeah. assault. Yeah, it's a felony assault. It's, it's used with a knife. He should have been put away for years, and that's the way it used to be. So this, this, this is a garbage policy. It's a garbage system. 
There's no excuse for it. I, again, what is the upside here? So now he's on the loose and he murders a cop. Well, congratulations. Why are you doing this? That's, and it's completely predictable. This isn't a fluke, an outlier. You let a violent guy run the streets without any uh, serious penalties. Well, of course, next time he gets mad, he, he's going to kill. And I, I don't know. I don't understand this. All these guys have long history. All these guys have been spun through the system. Now they're not even spinning through. They're not even going in. And criminals like this know weaknesses in the system. That's why they'll persist in committing crimes, because they learn that there isn't much consequence for what they do. Well, <laughs> look, if you can make a lot of money by being a criminal, or you can you can satisfy all your your cr- crazed violent urges, and doesn't matter what you do, there's no consequence. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you make the money? Why didn't, wouldn't you get off uh, you know hurting people if that's uh, what you get pleasure out of? If that's what you need to do? Well, I mean, I, it's it's such basic human nature. It's it's like the most basic understanding of human nature that without consequences, human beings will run wild. We're beasts. Young men are beasts. If you, if there are not guardrails on young men, a- everything can happen, and and it does in this case. The Wall Street Journal ran a story over the weekend that many California cities and counties have finally decided to end the policy of no bail, which was popular thanks to the pandemic. Wow. It only took them two and a half years later to realize this is probably another contributor to rising crime. Now, these are supposed to be misdemeanor and nonviolent felony offenses, but we are pretty sure they stretched the definition of that. Besides, the misdemeanor and nonviolent offenses... Uh, lead to the violent offenses, right? When when people when when these bad guys commit crimes, they're not they're not thinking about the category of crime. They're just doing what they want. Sometimes it's a felony. Sometimes it's a misdemeanor. You know, sometimes it gets negotiated. They're not thinking of this. They're not m- mildly offensive people. It just depends on what day you get them for what crime. I I mean, this is just stone cold stupid. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no analysis here. There's no other side to this. It's just stupid. No bail. Apparently. And they did it to keep to keep to keep the uh, the virus from spreading in the jails. Yeah, that well, that was their cover. Who gives a crap? Yeah, right. There was just had a cover. To, had to be a cover. It was a good yeah. excuse to test out their theory. It was an opportunity for them to take advantage and and uh, empty the prisons and yeah. jails. That's, That's one thing the public was worried about. It's like, oh, I hope the prisoners don't get COVID. The U.S. jail population plunged 25% back in 2020 from mid-2019, its lowest level in nearly a decade. Now it's slowly starting to climb back up 15% below pre-pandemic levels. But that's what we're talking about. All of these things are connected dots, right? Beginning 10 years ago with AB 109, Prop 47, Prop 57, somebody like Gascon, policies like this to keep people out of prisons and jails because of covid they're all connected together to give you this crime wave we have going on, which is still denied by a lot of well, people like Gascon. And well, because they're, the they're I, again, what what do you, what's his outcome here? What's he looking for? Is he looking for more uh, dead people uh, in the streets, more dead cops? His policies lead to more dead people. We see it in front of us here and all the other cities. So why why do they want more dead people in the streets? 
What's his upside on this? I, I don't I don't get this. And nobody tries to find out why. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Amazing the lack of curiosity in, in human nature. All right, we'll talk to the LA County District Attorney, the former LA County District Attorney, Steve Cooley, after the news at five o'clock and get his reaction to, of course, the big story this afternoon that the LA County Registrar of Voters, Dean Logan, has rejected the recall effort against George Gascon, saying not enough signatures were deemed to be valid for there to be a recall vote. No, we'll get into that after five o'clock. Uh, you know, they're looking at our poop. I don't know if you've seen this story, but apparently in many counties around the United States, they look at wastewater samples to see what's going on in our bodies. And the latest is, and you had mentioned this earlier, that they have found polio in some of the stool samples. And officials in New York began testing wastewater, wastewater for signs of the virus in stool samples. And they did find some. So the thing I didn't know about polio, because I haven't really read much about it in years, 75% of people get infected have no symptoms. Yeah, I didn't know that the symptom rate was so low. Yeah, the others can have flu-like symptoms. It takes three to six days after exposure to the polio virus for non-paralytic symptoms to appear, but paralysis can occur seven to 21 days after infection. Right, The, 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 the hysteria used to be that you know everybody can get paralyzed from this and i didn't know that clearly it was, not it was uh, uh just a small number of cases could result but there is no cure for paralysis caused by polio no cure the uh they, they they've got they've got vaccines and uh, they do and there's an oral vaccine you don't even have to take a shot yeah i mean they say the uh, the uh, shot is better than the oral it's like vaccine a little sugar cube Fact, wasn't it? I think yeah that's what i got they, they haven't done that mostly for 20 years yeah. Last twenty years has almost been entirely injections. But you know what? The, you know what the the, the outbreak is uh, in Orthodox Jewish neighborhoods in the New York area, which they don't like vaccines. Right? Yeah, they don't take vaccines, so they had a really high COVID rate. And apparently, they, they had travel because it looked like somebody had traveled to a foreign country and may have picked it up. They had a bad measles outbreak within the last few years, and now they got a bit of polio going on. Hmm. Um, the, the, there was one case where somebody is paralyzed from it. And it's in Rockland County, and they have a significant population of Orthodox Jews. And that was also where there was the big measles outbreak in the Orthodox Jewish community. And uh, they won't get vaccinated, so uh, th- yeah, that's where the spread comes from. The 20-year-old unvaccinated man who traveled to Hungary and Poland earlier this year and ended up hospitalized in June. So, you know, this is, again... Not a worrisome story. It's no, just it's, fascinating it's, that it's re- reappearing. Well, because people don't, people, people have gotten stupid. People don't want to get vaccinated. So there you go. So how do you get polio? En- enjoy the diseases. You generally get infected through the mouth. Typically, your hands are contaminated by somebody else's feces. Mm-hmm. But it can also spread through an infected person's sneeze or cough. Right. But you go in a men's room. Be really easy to get it. I guess so because yeah. schools, yeah. yeah, locker rooms, yeah. yeah, people aren't people are un, people are unclean. We're uh, we're a dirty species, well, but I you know I've lost I've lost total patience with worrying about people who don't want to get vaccinated. It's like hey you know you're gonna get paralyzed, gonna get brain damage, gonna get lung damage. Go for it. 
enjoy enjoy all the dozens of diseases that uh, can be stopped. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization is holding an open forum. Why? They're going to rename the monkeypox. Because <laughs> the name could be considered derogatory or have racist connotations. Hmm. Oh, stop. They're going to rename two families, or clades, I guess it's pronounced, of the virus, mm-hmm. using Roman numerals instead of geographic areas you know, to avoid stigmatization. Wh- why don't they spend time on uh, on distributing the vaccine because they're having the terrible problems getting the vaccine out? So why don't they spend time on that instead of their stupid uh, renaming and renaming? Yeah, monkeypox re- was yeah. first named in 1958 when research monkeys in Denmark were observed to have some kind of a pox-like disease. What, what the, the monkeys are protesting? The monkeys feel bad? Are they being ostracized yeah, why by the is... other animals in the jungle? It's so silly because everybody's just... Well, we learned in Brazil, John, they were poisoning the monkeys. So we have to save them from this <laughs> type of monkey discriminatory pox, behavior. Monkeypox is going to stick. It's, it's too good a name. And it's too embedded already. Right. Because yeah. it's so easy to remember that people just You you if if you try to describe it with the new name, you're still gonna have to use monkeypox because no one's gonna know what that means. Right. Uh to date, thirty one thousand cases globally. And again, outside of Africa, ninety eight percent are in men who have sex with men. Mm-hmm. This is, so it does the, appear to have a limited kind of circulation at the moment. The, this is another disease extremely easy to avoid and never get, even if you get lived to 110. While there's an outbreak, avoid the sex. Right. Easy to do. I, I, you know, it's like the vaccines. It's like get the vaccine. You don't, you don't catch polio. I'm, I, that's the answer. There's no other answer. So, listen to this it. statement: We want to use best practices for naming diseases. This is from the World Health Organization to avoid causing offense to any cultural, social, yeah. national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups, and to minimize any negative impact on trade, travel, tourism, or animal welfare. Wow, it's a lot to go through. You know what I'm offended by? That that they uh, lied about China's involvement. And they lied about the origins of the uh, vaccine. I'm sorry, the origins of the virus, the COVID virus. Uh, they lied about the spread of the virus. They allowed China literally to get away with murder. China helped murder thousands, millions of people because they covered up what was going on for so many weeks and months. Oh, yeah, because so that I'm offended World Health by Organization that. guy was a close partner. China yeah. donated to him. Yeah, China owns the World Health Organization. It's a completely corrupt operation. They were totally wrong in so many ways. They covered up the spread of the virus. It cost millions of lives because the reaction was so slow. They, they could stuff all their warnings, all their renamings, all their everything. It's, it's a completely discredited operation. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. Uh, apparently, the uh, recall DA George Gascon campaign has put out a statement this afternoon. I'll read you some of it. While the initial results are surprising and disappointing, the recall committee intends to exercise its full statutory and legal authority to review the rejected signatures and verification process that took place 
and we will ultimately seek to ensure no voter was disenfranchised. Nevertheless, over half a million residents placed valid signatures on a petition to initiate the recall of George Gascon, and it just goes on to uh, yeah, I know, talk and, about, that, and uh, that, that's great. We got a half million people who wanted to remove him, but we needed five hundred and sixty-six thousand. Uh, that that's because well, he has to be removed. It can't. He doesn't care if people don't like him. He doesn't care if people boo him. I mean, look at the abuse that he gets constantly. He doesn't care. And every day he does something, and often it results in somebody dying. I mean, it's almost like having a serial killer on the loose. No. I, I don't think people are absorbing the danger here. He, it's, he's like a serial killer. If he wasn't the DA, if it was still Jackie Lacey or Steve Cooley, a number of these cops would still be alive, and so would many uh, ordinary citizens still be alive. I don't think people are making the connection yet. Well, obviously well, 500,000 did, but... Yeah, well, I know, because we don't live in an age where people are engaged anymore in most anything outside right. of their social media and their texts. Man, I, you know something? I, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I see more people now wandering into the street, staring at their phones, and they do not look at all right into traffic. Whether they've got the right of way or not, they just keep right on walking. Middle of the street, crosswalks, light, no light, doesn't matter. And it's always the same. They Even at, when they're right on the curb, right, you, you should glance both ways before you take step one. They never do. They, and they, every one of them that does it is holding the phone and staring at it. What's your conclusion from this? It's got a hypnotic effect. And it, it every all the time that people are staring at their phones, they're not engaged in something else. They're not even looking for a car that might hit it. Maybe they're reading George Gascon recall stories. Yeah, it's the they're thing. Keeping up to date with the horror of yeah. crime in uh, L.A. County. Well, no? if, if that was true, not then likely. We would have had enough signatures. No, they're not. They're, no, they're distracted by nonsense, and you could see the society is suffering for it. What is 95% of it? It's just people checking social media. Social right? media and text, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's nearly all of it. All right, we'll be talking to LA, former L.A. County DA Steve Cooley at 5.05 for his response to the news that the recall has been rejected. I really don't think there'll be a third effort before 2024. Maybe, but I kind of doubt it. They put a lot into this, and they raised a lot of money, and... Uh, I just it's like just to know an awful result. I'd like to know what went wrong. And I think we've got the right to know because a lot of people sent in money and they volunteered and they signed the petitions and uh, 715,000 should have been enough. All right. Uh, back to Washington politics. The feds are warning people that uh, they're seeing more and more threats, primarily online and across a bunch of different platforms, including social media sites web forums, video sharing platforms, and image boards about what people want to do to the FBI. Any guess why that is? <laughs> yes, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, Trump's home. Apparently, at least one of the threats talked about a dirty bomb being exploded at one of the FBI buildings in Washington, I've heard about DC. dirty bombs for half my life. No one's ever set one off here. I know, and you it's seem all, kind it's of disappointed. A, well, because it's it 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 it's it, again. This is like predicting the mega storm or the polio coming. It's like, oh, there could be a dirty bomb. It's like, all right, where's the dirty bomb? Thirty years of a dirty bomb. 
Oh, I know. I remember after 9-11, I was certain they'd figure out a way to do that in like a subway system. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was the thing. Right? And that, 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 that the dirty bomb is these uh, uh, radiation bombs, small ones that you could fit in a suitcase or a backpack or something. Yeah, they're usually chemical or in yeah, nature. Yeah, it's not just explosive. Or biological. Biological, chemical. Maybe you've got some stolen uh, uranium. I don't know. Uh, uh, Trump raised the ante today, claiming that they took his passports. Three pa- so who has three passports? Do you? One of them was a government passport, possibly. Oh, okay. And one of them was a diplomatic passport. A diplomatic passport, okay. People in government get, is- get issued these, like, all-purpose passports. Right. If, uh, a lot of this, of course, comes out of the one person that looks like he did do something, this Ricky Schiffer Jr., who was wearing a technical vest and had an AR-style rifle and a nail gun who tried to enter the FBI field office in Cincinnati, and he was killed during a standoff. You probably heard yesterday that some guy rammed the barrier at the U.S. Capitol building at like 4 in the morning. Two things were weird about that. They're not in session. Congress is gone till after Labor Day, so there was nobody there to attack. And then he killed himself. So we don't know much about that guy, except he's from Delaware, what his motivations were. There seems to be like one person a year who drives into the Capitol barricades. Yeah, I mean, they're probably schizophrenic and they got voices talking to them. Telling them they have to go see the president. God, right? there's, there's so much crazy out there. It really is. Imagine Biden sitting down with one of the schizophrenics and... Yeah, they, you know, they, they think they're getting uh, messages from their uh, you know TV set. That they're... Uh, phrases that they're finding are civil war lock and load that's a good one from uh, some of the gun people lock and load yeah Uh, those guys those guys like to post a lot they they had they had one coming out party on january 6th but uh, generally it's a it's a lot of a lot of chest beating yeah and you know even that wasn't violent it was violent in the sense that it was a takeover and yes, a few people died, but most of them from natural causes. Right. Um, the only one who died from violent causes was that woman from San Diego who got, who got shot, shot by uh, trying to climb in the window, whatever. By, yeah, by law enforcement, by Capitol Police. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and they stole stuff and they broke stuff and they pooped in the hallways. But right. You know, I, I mean, yeah. Whenever whenever you hear somebody carping about uh, about that, it's like, hey, uh, did you say anything about the eighty eight businesses that burned to the ground in Fairfax? Oh no, huh? I mean that that actually was was far scarier for the normal people in the neighborhood than uh, than the uh, Capitol building getting uh, invaded. Now, some members of Congress have made their way to Taiwan. Oh, this is becoming a thing now. A delegation of Congress members arrived in Taiwan on Sunday for a two day trip. Not hearing much about this because I guess it wasn't Pelosi. Um, this delegation is led by U.S. Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts, along with four House lawmakers who are on their way to Taiwan just to say hi. I don't know. Well, you know, they're going to keep pushing. And uh, again, if China decides to set off a missile and fire it at Taiwan to show how uh, pissed they are, it's not going to fall on Ed Markey's house, so he doesn't care. It's going to kill innocent people in Taiwan. You know so I they want to keep there. provoking I, I, them for no particular reason. They don't I, have to suffer the consequences. 
I found out today that Taiwan is actually the number one computer chip maker in the world, yeah, not China. China's second. I know. That, that's what's so crazy about this, is you have American politicians. We have a huge chip shortage, which has a lot to do with the supply chain issues and inflation, right? It's, it's, a, it's a big component. And so here you have a bunch of American politicians going and intentionally tweaking the Chinese leaders. And Chinese leaders got to the point, you know, a week or so ago where they were shooting missiles over the island to express their protest. And what happens? You get more officials going there. Now, you want them shutting down those computer chip factories? You know what that would do to our economy here? That's why part of that bill that was passed last week was to fund billions of dollars to set up the chip industry to build factories here and make them here, which they should do. I approve of that government spending because right. we should be making the chips here, and they, they also, they, you know, they need starter money. But I don't, I don't get this. This is all symbolic. This is like wearing a, a ribbon on, on the Oscar night. It's all symbolic nonsense. What, what are you doing? And what if they decide to start uh, dropping missiles on, on the chip factories? Then what? All right. When we come back, we'll be talking to the former L.A. County District Attorney Steve Cooley about the announcement that the recall effort against George Gascon and the L.A. County D.A. has failed. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.